Or even a bad mood. I, I'm, it's my job, though, as the host of the show, to put her in a good mood. Why? Because it's Drag Race Thailand. Welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race Thailand Season 1, Episode 4, titled Drag Race Thailand Debut Season Award. My name's Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by our very own... She gets her own Drag Race Premier Season Award. She's the goddess of glitz, glamour, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Law! Lori Roggin Camp. All right, sorry, Lori, go ahead. Sorry. Now you're too left. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. That'd be hilarious. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Are you excited oh. to do this episode of Drag Race Thailand? Um, I'm excited this episode because I'm excited to find out what the hell happened this episode. Yeah. Because I watched this episode and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was not the, the well, I understood what was going on in a in a in a larger sense, but I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like in other words, I think, you know, I'm going to take the famous can't see the forest for the trees. I could see there was a forest there. And I could see that there was something that appeared to be trees. But when you looked at it, I was like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? You know? Yeah. And so uh, uh, that is sort of the dilemma we were sort of faced with um, with this episode. And I, I have some very big thoughts uh on this episode uh but before we do though Lori, i want to tackle something here and i'm gonna i'm gonna tackle it as i go over to the to the recliner desk okay is you seem like you're like in a sour mood is it, what, what's going on here i'm just tired i'm not in a uh, sour mood i'm just tired yeah also i i have somebody who keeps asking me if i'm in a sour mood so that that's pretty oh annoying. that would be really annoying who is that what who keeps asking that? That would be really. I'd be really. Tell me who that person is. And I'll yell at them. It's you. What? You're the one who keeps asking me if I'm in a sour mood. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You seem like you're in a sour mood. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I don't have. Okay. People are going to think that I'm blaming people here. I'm not blaming anybody. For some reason, I have 10 pages of notes in front of me. And, um, but I don't know that I have the breakdown that I was anticipating. And I blame me. Ultimately, I blame me, Lori, because I should have looked at these notes and assumed that they were written in the way that our scripts are written. And, um, so I'm going to read what's here. 
Okay, but it's not going to be in the traditional way that I read things. Wait, okay. It's not going to have that Jobatant sound to it, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. All right, but I, I want to get right into the episode. I have a thought, a lot of thoughts here. For the mini challenge, the queens must walk the pink carpet and get the best shot in a photo shoot battle with former winners of the Face Thailand. For the maxi challenge, the queens must use their improv skills to present and accept Drag Race Thailand debut season awards. On the main stage, the category is Beloved Thai Films. Jaja and Dear Stahl are both named the winners of the challenge, while Natalia Playakam and Amadeva are placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives as a double chante, and both are told to sashay... Oh, no, that they get to stay, sorry, to slay another day. Did you hear what I say, Laurie? Yes, I did. You know what? I gotta take that back, what I just said. The, it looked on... Cam- when I was looking at it, I wish I could turn my camera back on and show you. It looked like it didn't fit the mold, but it actually completely fit the mold. Anyway, Laurie and K. Roggen Camp. Uh, why don't you give us two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Um, you know, for the most part, I liked the maxi challenge. I thought that was fun, sure. and I liked the outfits that they came up with and the and the um. Oh, and you, sorry, uh, what just happened there? I just was drinking water. Oh, okay. Um, I actually liked the lip sync this time around too. Mm-hmm. I felt like they did a good job with the lip sync. Yeah. And uh, let me see. What I didn't like was I just felt like I, I, I don't know. You watch a lot of old stuff. Cause you're I sure old. do, Lori, because everyone. That's right. Uh, I, I, I watch a lot of old stuff. But uh, it just reminds me of, like, old television when they first started, like, getting into, like, integrated marketing. And they would, like, have these really long, like, I'm using a skillet by Suave. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, oh, the skillet works so well. I think about that I, weird I makeup segment. What? I think about that weird makeup segment. Yeah, it's like, I felt like that's what the whole thing was, is, like, just a weird, like, integrated marketing campaign. So, I don't know. It was just, like, a weird... I, I just didn't like it. They were trying to, like, do stuff for the face, which I didn't understand. And I just felt like everything, went like, took forever. So, the the Maxi Challenge, uh, like, I thought it was fun, but I also thought it was, like, very poorly planned. You know? Like, it was, like, they could have organized that a hell of a lot better. Yeah. So... So here's the deal. Here's my general opinion of the episode. I don't know. You know, the reason I always say name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not is to get a conversation going. It's, there's no rules, you know, but I don't want to mm-hmm. focus on the negative. I don't want to focus on the positive. I want a mixed sort of take on the episode. So I'm not going to follow those rules because I'm going to give you a truly mixed review of this episode. Probably, in fact, what might be one of the most mixed reviews I've ever given any episode of RuPaul's Drag Race ever. Because there are elements of this episode, okay, that I really, really, really liked. Really liked. A lot. You know, so, like, you know, you know, that was my clanner of death, by the way. I'm going to sit up for this. I'm going to sit up for this because it's not doing it for me to do the line down. But I can sit up. and I sound better, actually, too, when I do it. But in a lot of ways, the the looks, the the shade in the in the maxi challenge, the concept of the maxi challenge, the concept of the mini challenge, 
from, in other words, from a produce, that's a way to put it, from a producing standpoint, this is one of the strongest episodes I've ever seen of RuPaul's Drag Race. From a really? Yes. From a producing standpoint, from a, the, the, the actual production of the behind the scenes of the episodes, it's one of the strongest episodes. Just And I'm just talking, obviously there's no drama or anything like that, and I love that stuff. But in terms of just what the show in its purest form is supposed to be, it's one of the strongest episodes I've ever seen of RuPaul's Drag Race. That said... I would love to know like your thought pro- like why that is. Oh yeah. Well that you know, Lori, I'll tell you what we'll do. I got an idea. Why don't we record a recap show and I will talk about that. <laughs> no, right now I'm just giving like an overview of what I'm talking about. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. What I'm gonna t- this is like the intro. The thesis statement, if you will. Oh, I- so you're saying that there is like a a way to do this. You don't mm-hmm. just dump everything yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think- dump everything out. No, this is a teaser. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm going to I'm going to couple with what I just said with the point that from an editing standpoint it might be the worst episode of RuPaul's Drag Race I have ever seen. It ruined what was like I told you from the producer's point of view from what the job the producers were supposed to do. It ruined what was one of the greatest episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race and turned it into one of the worst episodes i have ever seen it was just under an hour long and it felt like it was four hours long huh there was there was nothing on that cutting room floor they showed you everything which they didn't need to show you everything uh now look there are certain elements that i accept that we're just not going to get because we're not thai yeah And I I give it to them, you know, like, for instance, the jokes and the inside jokes about the movies they were trying to make fun of or poke fun at or emulate. I'm just not going to get it. I'm talking about I kept checking the clock and that mini challenge, which was a fantastic mini challenge. Why RuPaul's Drag Race, the 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 marquee show, right? The flagship show, why it has not stolen that challenge. I don't know. But they literally showed us every single fucking girl with every single fucking pose she did. There was nothing left on the cutting room floor. No, there was absolutely nothing left. Uh, And what's funny is, to prove it to you, they show very little workroom stuff. There's very, very little to the point where actually, this is why I said from an editing standpoint, it makes no sense. Like, Apparently, there's a problem with problem with Jaja showing up late all the time. Did we ever yeah. know that was a problem? Yeah, I love that. I love that. That I was like, you know, I feel like they do that sometimes on on RuPaul's Drag Race, but that was a big one that I was like, that's I I've never seen her come up late. Like I've never seen her just kind of like sneak in or something. You know? Do you know? So I thought yeah. that was crazy. Do you know the theatrical principle? Chekhov's gun. Yeah, if you if you have a gun, shoot it or something like that. Yeah. If you introduce a gun, then you have to use that gun. You yes. Know, in a play, you don't say or a movie or anything. Oh, look at this cool gun my uncle left me, and then never speak of it again. Okay. Yeah. And it plays no role. And uh, it's it this this is a, this is an example of why you have Chekhov's gun because the 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 corollary is if you're you're going to use a gun. 
you have to introduce the idea that there's a gun. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so what if they were good editors in the previous episodes, we would have seen that they would have laid the groundwork for Jaja is always late. I get the impression, and this makes sense because it's a very low budget show, that these girls aren't sequestered in a hotel, that they just go there like a job from their homes. Yeah. Or a hotel or something like that. And it seems like they get themselves there too. <laughs> like it's not even like, like they get picked up by a bus or something. Like it's just, they just show up whenever they show up. You know, early yeah. seasons of Dracula did that. You know? And so, um, it, it, anyway, so that, that's my take on it. We'll get into it, you know, chapter and verse on this show. But my hot take is it is both one of the strongest episodes I've ever seen and one of the weakest episodes I've ever seen for different reasons. Would you agree with a lot of the things I said, Lori? I would agree with it, yeah. I would say that I think you, you're making good points. So, yeah, there were moments where I thought – and I guess I didn't I didn't put them as eloquently as you did, but I thought there's a lot of good, like there's a lot of good work going on. It's just edited so poorly, you know. It's not edited the way that I think it should be edited. So yeah, I would love to see a recut episode. A recut I, episode would be fantastic. I would honestly love to see what they edited. Like, what did they take out that they felt like was too, you know, like weird or too too like, oh that's then nobody would want that yeah I, I don't know because they showed you in the award show they showed you every fucking moment in the looks every okay so then like they showed jaja mm-hmm. uh like like you know keep like prematurely walking on stage you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they showed jaja like oh oh no no uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, no. 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 <laughs> that went on for for longer than it should have, and it was yeah. like, what? What did you think was going to happen? Well, here's the other thing too: is um, oh, you said something that reminded me of something. I don't remember what it was, but I'll, I'm sure it'll come back to me. All right. Well, let's jump right into uh, this episode. Uh. So let's talk about everything after Morgan's elimination. You know what, Laurie, actually, do you have more thoughts on what I just said? Because I forgot my notes in the other room and I want to go get them. Um, yeah, I could talk about it. A little It'll bit be more. less than a minute. It'll be probably under 30 seconds. Sure. I'll be right back. Sure. So I felt like, like there was a moment when the girls were entering the workroom where back to what I was saying was, uh, the girls were entering the workroom and they were carrying those bags that said like blood they're just black they look like black grocery bags that say drag race thailand and they were holding them up and they had like nothing in them and they were holding them up like oh this is what we're using to transport our costumes and there was nothing in them like it just seemed very forced so i thought it was kind of weird that they did that um, then they had the makeup thing, which I'm sure we'll get into. I'm back. Okay. Okay. I was uh, just starting to be like, who? Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about everything. That ha- so they come in. This is after Morgan's elimination. All right, this is where we are. Uh-huh. After Morgan's elimination. And, uh, the, the only real topic that comes up here is the, uh, Annie May Wong curse. 
that whoever sits next to her seems to lip sync. They may not go home, but they lip sync. Yeah, they're they're put in the position to lip sync for their lives. Yeah, and it seems like they're jokingly, because later we see her at the counter, they're jokingly saying that she has to, now that Morgan's gone, that she has to move her station. Uh, that yeah. seems to be the only thing that happens before uh, Art Aria walks into the room. Next we have Art Aria walk in. I gotta tell you something. I was gonna say this now. I was living for Art Aria's outfit. Yes, I thought and she. I thought she dressed well. I will say the only thing that was a little down is that the when she does those videos, it seems like they did them in one fell swoop because she's wearing the same outfit. Oh, well, RuPaul does the same thing. Yeah, I do one. Pan Pan is a gorgeous man, a gorgeous work of art human being. Yeah, I can't get enough of Pan Pan, right? Um, and and all, but in this episode, we actually got when they introduced the mini challenge. We got a message from Mama Ru herself. RuPaul Charles sent the girls a video message, uh, and they the girls freaked the fuck out. Um, what they your, did. Yeah. What was your thought process on this before we get into the commercial for the cosmetic line? It um, seemed like. Well, I mentioned in when you were looking for something, I mentioned that one of the things I thought was kind of cheesy was that they when they were like um, walking into the workroom and they were carrying those bags that seemed to have nothing in them that just yeah. had uh, drag race Thailand put on them. And yeah. I was like, Oh brother, <laughs> really? <laughs> so uh, that, that was kind of frustrating. Cause I was like, what, you know, what is, what are those for? Well, there's nothing in them. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was it. But uh, um, yeah. Uh, as far as the, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, you know, I thought, I thought it was fun. I thought they were having fun and I love how they were just like, we can't stop smiling now that Morgan's gone. <laughs> I know they were so, well, look, Morgan was sort of a downer on the show. She well, she dragging. was just sort of like an oblivious person, you yeah. know? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, and I'm sure it was, it was just sort of a, a weight lifted off because it was just sort of like. I'm sure they were mad because some queen that they thought were really fierce, they probably knew, went home. And so it was good to have that sort of bad juju out of the workroom. But did, now, what were your thoughts on the anime Wong curse? Uh, I mean, they brought it up last week, too, and I thought yeah. it was crazy. But then, you know, but then it happened again. So maybe they're today? maybe they're on to something. Did it happen again today? No, it happened again. They brought oh, it up last oh, week, oh, last yeah, time. Yeah, it was more again. Um, yeah. All right, and then, uh, yeah, there's not really much to say. I mean, that's the thing. There are some moments that we can talk about, but for the most part, there's not much to say about what happened. Uh, okay, so then we have the, the – so they announced the mini challenge, which is the girls are going to walk the pink carpet, and we don't know anything yet at this point, though. They're going to have to dress up for a red carpet premiere look, and they're going to yeah. walk the red carpet. That's all we know at this point. We'll leave it there. Because then what happens is they go into a weird – Come, like an infomercial, like a weird product placement thing for NYX Cosmetics. Yeah, that was weird. And it was very odd and very fake. Like you're like, oh, I'm just using these cosmetics, blah, blah, blah. And so that was very... Did you have any thoughts on that, Lori? I It was very forced. I was like... And also, it was one of those things where I don't think Zsa, Zsa was the best 
person to be yeah. the one explaining it. Yeah. I think they were like, oh, Shasha will be great because she speaks English. And then she was yeah. just like, you just put the thing there and then it's good for the stuff that you do. Yeah. You just put the thing there and I think that it is what's good for the stuff that you do. Um, yeah. Okay. So now let's get to the art and fun pen on the pink carpet. Okay. okay. First of all, going back with the editing. Because there's a lot of banter between them and talking about how it's a pink carpet and not a red carpet, and they got to change the hashtag, and then they got to bring in these two women from the Face Thailand, which I guess is a reality show. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like a, a modeling show. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Sure. But also, can we just point out that these women are like toothpicks? Like they are the weakest, most emaciated women I've ever met in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And these drag queens, drag queens struggle with them so much. The point where I was like, just like, well, we haven't gotten to what happened. So let me explain. Let me get what I explained to you. So these two models from the face Thailand have been instructed that they get they They cooperate for the first few seconds or so, or first few shots. And Mm -hmm. then they're instructed that they have to then start blocking the drag queens from getting their photo taken and seeing how the girls react. I actually think it's a brilliant concept for a mini challenge. I think it is a great mini challenge. I don't know why the flagship American show has not stolen this idea because it is so good, you know? Yeah. And I think uh, I do too. I think it's a great, great idea. Yeah. But like I said earlier, but go ahead, give your thoughts, Lauren. Well, I just, I, I, I liked how they, the only thing I will say is I thought that, I liked that they did that, but I will say that the them walking that long way and then mm-hmm. doing the side mm-hmm. uh, one, I felt like was unnecessary. It's like you could do, you could t- have both of them at the same time. Yeah, you could have them walking and also have the the queens, you know, be like trying to get their attention or trying to block them or something. Mm-hmm. And you can mesh that. So it was like, it was just, it just took so much extra time because it was like, Oh, they're walking down the runway. Now they're stopping at the camp, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was annoying. I didn't time it, but I sort of feel on the American version, they would have made that a, uh, a five under 10, but more than five minute segment. Yeah. Where we were seeing each queen, maybe them, each of them deal with how they dealt with that. It would have been definitely been a shorter segment. Much shorter. And, well, because the, the the American show wants to focus on as much on the drama in the workroom as they do on the challenges themselves. And I feel Thailand is zero drama, zero workroom, all challenge. And well, what's funny is is you think that there's drama, but there it's actually just them having fun with each other. Yeah. So like you'll have people be like. Oh, you know, so and so is a real asshole, and yeah. I don't think that she dresses very yeah. well. And then the other person's like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, <laughs> just like, I get the impression now, now that Morrigan is gone, that these are all a bunch of sisters who all love each other and compete against each other and have nothing but fond feelings for each other. Well, I saw that Dearest Doll had a hat that said Dearest on it, so I was like, "Oh, well, so she probably like." Sells merchandise, you know, like yeah. these are probably like these are the established queens. Yeah, or- the working drag queens. I got the impression Morgan was like a, a well, she was very young, but like a baby very drag young. queen with like no experience and probably didn't know these girls very much at all. Yeah, you know, I want to before we get into each. I don't want to go on. I don't want. I don't want to be this show and d- dwell on each queen. I'll give highlights and lowlights. 
on the mini challenge. But what I was going to say is, you know what's funny? And let's see how the, the next few episodes for the rest of the season play out. But, and Laurie, you may not know this, but on Reddit, there is a very strong, a small, but very strong, passionate community around this show. And they love this show. I mean, they're obsessed with this show. I, uh-huh. Even even in our own Afterthought Media community, right? The Afterthoughts are obsessed uh-huh. with this show. And I was talking, I think, maybe to Aiden about it. Or were you on the phone? Because Lori and Aiden and I were on the phone together today. Yeah, uh, we we chat. We chat. Even though Star's not allowed on. Why is that again, Lori? Uh, she doesn't like to be ambushed. So yeah. I'd have to pre-call like call her and pre-work, you know. Yeah. Work it out with her. Yeah. Uh, and then I made the joke that she likes to be arm bushed because you stick your arm in her bush. And we all left. Act- Did people laugh? I feel like no one left. Uh, well, we left on the inside. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. And then um, I made a joke about Aiden being sensitive. And then we hung up and I got in trouble for saying he was sensitive and moves a goal. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Did you know I was in trouble? Yes, because you said you made a joke out of being sensitive. Oh, you're so funny. Yeah, Joe made, basically put all of his own anxiety on Aiden. And Aiden was like, that's not true. That's not true. So it was fun. Is he, is he in the chat room? I'm not in there. Oh, uh, I haven't looked. Uh, no. Say say hi to everyone in the chat room, Lori. I can't. I'm not signed in. Hi, everybody in the chat room. Let me see who's there. I can't sign in for some reason because when I sign in, I lose the, the code and then uh, it won't let me get back. He might be listening. Um, uh, it says, uh, astute girl, hi, astute girl, Luke Stamen, I'm a librarian, humble pie, and four people listening elsewhere. He might be one of the people listening elsewhere, but you know, uh, let me tell you something. Um, I'm a librarian. I think she's the only one that listens to Drag Race Holland. I'm convinced of this, by the way. Oh, brother. Okay. So let's get back on. Let's keep back on. So I think she only, the, I think she only watches international drag ratios. Okay. So what I'm going to say here is let's go ahead. Let's, let's take, Oh, what I was going to tell you is there, there are a mighty group of people who love drag race Thailand. And look, I can see why they like it. The looks are fierce and out there and, and different from what we see on the American show. Uh huh. But man, I don't know how they put up with this editing. It's awful. It's awful. It, it makes it unwatchable. It's, it's frustrating for sure. Also, I will say that. So, the thing that I thought was the weirdest was what something I I brought up before, which is that these girls were so tiny. They were so, they were tall, but they were so skinny and so like oh yeah, movable. And mm-hmm. and these I mean Natalie Applycam was like literally struggling to get to get through. And I was like, just freaking use your belly to bump them out of the way. Like, well, don't you think B Ella did that? What didn't you think the first one B Ella? Don't you think she did that? Kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. She like she after like she sort of did it, but she, I don't know. I just don't feel like she like strong armed them the way that I I look. I would have pushed them both to the ground and then just you know taken the photo. Like, yeah. Uh, so but yeah, they they were so tiny and weak. 
What what were your thoughts on each of the queens? Did you, were there favorites of yours? Ones you liked? Ones you didn't like? Mm, I liked Jaja. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that she, um, that she like did cartwheels into the into the middle. Yeah, and was like sorry. Yeah. Uh, I like actually liked uh, Ame. Ami is that her name? Yeah, I thought she was very smart because she was just like, look, wherever there, wherever they, there's a negative space, I'm taking up that space. Mm-hmm. So she actually like worked with them because instead of like pushing, which is what I would have done, she just sort of like got into the space where they weren't, where there was, you know, where they weren't. And so it, I felt like that because some of the pictures they did, I felt like were a little weird because it would be like the two girls would be like, you know, right directly behind them. And then, you know, and then it would be the queen. And so I felt like it didn't really offer like a good kind of picture, mm-hmm. but I thought that on An- anime did a great job of like offering a, a whole picture where it looked like the girls were, were still involved in the photo. So. Are you sure that was Amadeva or Anime Wong? Anime Wong. Oh, that's Anime what I Wong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because she's the one that used the negative space. I thought that was a really good idea. Very smart. Yeah. Um, I actually liked the first one, and I thought she was going to win. I thought Biella, I thought, was great. The way she just manhandled them, the way you talked about it, just like, oh, we're friends. And like posed with them, and they were on, like, and held them close to her. You know? Yeah. I thought that yeah. was really funny. I thought she was going to win. I was not too thrilled with Josh. I didn't think she was terrible. I literally wrote. And so I was shocked. I literally wrote, meh. I wasn't thrilled by her. But I actually thought Dearest Doll did a really good job, too. I was surprised. I thought maybe, I thought Dearest, Amade, I mean, uh, Annie Mae Wong and B. Ella were the strongest of the girls yeah. to pose with them. And, and I was surprised when Jaja won. Um, okay, let's move on. By the way, again, way too long for me. This is a mini challenge. Yeah. And I think we were in it for like 15 minutes. It was like, it was like essentially two maxi, two maxi challenges on a runway. Yeah. All right. Then the maxi challenge, I get the impression they filmed both of them. And well, I know they filmed the both of them the same day because in the maxi challenge itself, uh, Art and Pen Pen are wearing the exact same thing they were wearing in the mini challenge. So these girls had almost mm-hmm. no time to get into Were the girls wearing the same thing they wore for the pink carpet. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, they literally just had, they didn't have them, they only had them write the award. They didn't have them change or anything. Yeah, so they wrote these awards. Uh, Again, a great idea for a challenge. We've seen a challenge like the Maxi Challenge, but it was what they had to write an award. They had to make up an award for uh, another queen and then give that queen the award uh, with shade thrown in. That was the point. They were very shady awards. Yeah. And uh, they uh, and I, th- I mean, again, there were a lot of inside jokes. So, what you guys should know that when we watch these translations that were provided to us by Spiral Queen, uh, well, she didn't do the translation; she re- supplied with the videos. And I, I think, well, and thank like, you, Spiral Queen, for yeah. doing the translations. That must have taken a, uh, forever to do. Yeah, she doesn't even speak Thai. But uh, uh, I know I was joking. Ludicorn. Uh, I think is this person's name did the translation, and Ludicorn put in, and this was the most I've ever seen, a ton of like background information 
because this episode really needed. There was a lot of very inside Thai culture jokes during the award show. There was a lot of uh, inside stuff that didn't that you couldn't do a direct translation because the joke had to do because maybe it rhymed or it made uh, cultural references that we wouldn't have gotten. So I had to pause a lot to see what those cultural references are. Did you pause, uh, Lori? Uh, no, I did not. And, uh, so what, so again, it, and so it's hard to say here, it's, it's hard to actually comment because unless you spoke Thai, understood the cultural references, cause even though they, this person, uh, translated them for us, it still doesn't mean anything. We just know what it meant. It doesn't mean it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with us culturally, but they were yeah. throwing a lot of shade at each other. So were there any memorable moments for you? Uh, I, I liked how some of the Queens were like, uh, they would give the award and it would be like, you know, let's say it was the award. This is the award for like, for the girl who has the stinkiest breath and nobody wants to be around her and she's going to die alone. Yeah. Give it up for Amadeva. Yeah. Amadeva will walk up and be like, Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting my entire life for something to be recognized for something like this. And I am just so happy to be here with all of you. Bye. And like, would just be so appreciative. It's just like, ah, it just yeah, made it, it so weird. Yeah. So I was going to say, they've done award shows like this on on the flagship American show. Yeah. But, um, but there's always a very sort of like the girls don't have as much control as these girls seem to have. That makes sense. Like either the awards are chosen for them, and then they vote on who what girls get them. Uh, they only write maybe a small part of their intro, but um, the closest was the Despy Awards. Kind of had this feel, but again, the the categories were chosen beforehand. These girls, like I got the impression, got to make up the category. Uh, they actually probably had the girl chosen for them. I get yeah. the impression that the producer probably said, "You're going to give an award to this person." Yeah, and, it just seemed very like. Also, they were like, "You have to write it. You have to." Do and and I felt like they were all surprised by who won and who got. And they was like, "Well, if you wrote it, why would you be surprised?" <laughs> so I thought that was weird. Now, what I didn't understand because again, my phone was blowing up while this was happening, and we were getting close to uh, recording time. But um, was there a final award that Art and Pen Pen gave? Uh, was there? Yeah, because Natalia won another award. Well, she won a bunch of awards. Yeah, but then she got a final award at the end that I think Art and Pan Pan... Let me look at my... I have the notes right here. Let me see. I have the notes. Oh, yeah, here it is. The winner of the Drag Race Thailand Debut Season Awards is announced. Natalia Playcam, and she won a year's supply of Biori products. Oh. Yeah. And that's why what was but, so funny is go ahead. I'd be so pissed about that makeup company NYX. Yeah. Well that but then she didn't win she had to lip sync, so that's where that they gave her the okay. award. Yeah, so all right. So here's the thing. And Drag Race Holland seems to have this thing too. On Drag Race Holland, it's the same case where the max challenges seem to have little to no bearing on who wins and who loses. It seems to yeah. be on those two. I actually think one might think because Drag Race Holland is full of uh, white people from the Netherlands. 
and Thailand yeah. is Thai people, one might think that those shows couldn't be more different. But the truth is, they're probably more similar with each other than Drag Race Canada and Drag Race UK are. It seems to be the foreign language ones are very similar. They use the same music. They're both shitty at editing. And um, they uh, and and also it seems to be the Maxi and Mini Challenge have little to no uh, bearing on the final outcome. It's very, very strange. I don't necessarily mm. understand it. Um, okay. So, uh, all right. So now, so then they announced that the runway, they announced that there is going to be uh, Beloved Thai Films. Beloved Thai Films is the runway. Here's another one. There were a lot of fierce looks, and we can talk about a few of them, Lori. But, like, sort of how I feel about the Maxi Awards, they were making references to films that I've never seen, so I don't know if they fail or succeed. The only one that I was really, that really kind of popped out to me was Natalie Applycan because I felt like her outfit was cute, but then she opened her mouth and I thought she kind of ruined it. Like, because she went, like, her cheer was like, hey, here's my name. Now I'm going to tell you my name. It's Natalie. That's it. That was all. That was uh, the whole. I, but what's funny is I love Natalia Playa Cams. I thought it was fantastic. It was so drag. It was so funny. And, I liked it. Yeah. And the judges and the judges were laughing their asses off. I don't know why she was in the bottom. But see, that's the thing that doesn't make sense is that I don't know why any of why they picked any of those girls. You know, like they, like they didn't like, uh, oh God, who am I thinking of? They didn't, they, one of the judges was like so hateful on one of the girls and then was safe. Nothing happened to it. <laughs> I know. It makes no sense. I want yeah. to talk about one in particular though, Lori. Annie Mae Wong came out as a character named Krasu. Okay. A character named what? Krasu. Okay. And I'm going to read the description here. I have it in my notes. Producer Bree Weiss gave me the notes here. Okay. And I'm going to read what she wrote. Okay. I, I, but I, I thought of this when I was watching it. I even made a note to myself. Talk to Lori about this. So Krasu is a common story. It seems to be like some sort of myth or something about a female uh-huh. ghost. Okay. She is all dark with a long, straight black wig. Oh, and she slowly to- turns. Okay, so oh, okay, so I- I'm going to explain to you what. Okay, she- she's describing the outfit, but I guess uh, Krasu has no body. She's like a floating head, I think, but with only with like intestines and a spinal column. Maybe I don't know. I was reading really, really the translation, but the hmm. thing that it was saying is that she's always hungry, and she 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 uh, the way she eats is she consumes feces and placenta. Ah, right. And I wanted to talk to you about this because it reminded me about your passion. No. It reminded me of no. your... It reminded me of your passion no. for drinking period blood. And no. did you do you relate to this... Uh, Hi, story about the woman who feasts on feces and placenta? No, not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 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 
So were there any looks you wanted to talk about? Just Natalie Applycam, that's it. I mean, everyone else I thought did okay. I didn't really feel like, you know, I was wowed by anybody. I was, uh, wait, hold. I was wowed by Dearest Doll's uh, robot maid who the lights came on. That was a really cool look. Really? Because I thought it was just kind of like, they were, look, <sighs> I don't know. I Maybe maybe I am in a bad mood. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just like, a child could do that. Like, it wasn't like it was that, like, they were acting like they'd never seen uh, neon lights before. Uh, Maybe they haven't. No, I guess not. Yeah. Uh So, um, but but, uh, anyway, so that's what I was going to say is, but yeah, uh, because we have no cultural reference to the look, I really don't, I mean, they were cute. There were, were there any, like, real awful ones to you i mean other than natalie apply cam and then the one the girl who came out first i want to say who had the bull mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of like i thought she was i mean it was cute but i didn't necessarily think it was the best mm-hmm. but other than that i mean no not really mm-hmm. uh okay so um all right so uh because let's go so okay the reason i'm i'm hesitating here I'm going to ask you a question, essentially. Was there anything else after the runway that happened in the episode? Because we're coming up in 45 minutes here. It's a good place to start wrapping up. That you felt was worth talking about? No, we're not uh, talking about the lip sync, but we're talking between the end of the runway to the lip sync. Was there anything that you thought was worth bringing up? No. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It was... Like I said, a very poorly edited episode, so they didn't give us a lot to chew on because there's no there's no real workroom stuff. They did a weird attempt at an untuck, but nothing really happened there. Just that everybody felt like shit that they didn't do well, and that Natalia yeah. Quiet Cam's always quiet. That they were like, "Oh, Natalia's quiet. Why is she so quiet?" And then she's like, "I'm always quiet." You know? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than, okay, so let's talk. So the so the winner of well, there's two winners of the challenge. Uh, Jaja was the winner, which I didn't understand. They were they were gagging over Jaja's boxer look, and I was like, "It's it's so basic to me." It's, it's so, so it was so like honestly, like I I didn't understand the I don't know, but see but, that's another thing with the with the light thing is like they've never seen a a man look like you know like it's it's not like it's a was a difficult transition, you know. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, again, it's tough because maybe it has to relate to the films that we don't understand. Because I was like, she just was in a girl outfit and became, like, a trans boy. Like, yeah. what's the big deal? Yeah, I didn't think it was that big yeah. deal. And so it was Dearest Doll and uh, Jaja were named co-winners. You're both double uh, winners here. And mm-hmm. in, in the bottom two, we had Natalia Playa Cam and Amadiva, and they had to go head to head in a lip sync to uh, Doom Doom by Tata Young. Okay. Doom Doom by Tata Young. And now I have, a, again, going back with the editing and whatnot, you know, so one of the most common questions that I get, by the way, when I could be, because I go to the finales, you know, is literally it's one of the most frequent questions I get about the finale is, People believe that on RuPaul's Drag Race, that even though we saw a shortened version of the song, 
that they actually um, lip sync to the full version of the song and the editors chop it down. And I always tell them, at least on the finale, what you see is what you get. They show you the whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, they, they lip sync to a truncated version of the song. All right. Mm-hmm. On this one, they did the whole motherfucking song. Here's the song. They did the whole. I was like, "When is this going to end?" And they did the whole yeah. motherfucking song. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Ugh!" But you love this lip sync, right? Well, I thought it was the first time that I saw both of the queens like actually trying. You know, like it wasn't like it was the best lip sync in the world, but at least they were like trying to, you know, actually do a good job. See, which is funny because I got the impression, at least specifically with not the Leah Playa can, maybe not so much with Amadiva, but I got the impression that she didn't know the fucking words. They never know the words. I think that's something I just had to get into my head is that they're just not going to know the words this song. <laughs> because they, at least they were like dancing around. Like, remember last episode? I think Morrigan just kind of like stood in one position. Uh, yes, she did. So I think at least at least they were like trying to dance and like yeah. you know do stuff. That's all I was saying. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Well, any other final thoughts? So then, oh, so then the, the song ends, right? And Art announces the song. Art announces that it's a double chante. And that they both get to stay. Uh, what were your thoughts on here, Lori? I would have sent Natalia home. Uh, see, I would have. Who was the other one? I forgot her. Amadiva. Amadiva. I would have sent Amadiva home. But I'm going off track record. So if we're going off this episode, then yeah, probably Nat- Natalia. But Amadiva, I feel like, has been in the bottom ish the entire time. Or like, you know, kind of lukewarm. So, uh, you know, I I don't know. I kind of feel like they wasted a Shantae, to be honest with you. Because I felt like one of those two definitely should have gone home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, it's like, eh, what are you going to do? Well, they only have a certain number of episodes. And so what that means is because they're going to have to be a double sachet. So that's going to be coming up soon, I imagine, unless they have a top four. Because I know how many episodes there are. So, all right, any final thoughts on this episode, Lori? I mean, I still liked it. I still thought it was interesting to a point. I definitely was a little overwhelmed. I think maybe I was tired or I don't know. But I just definitely had a harder time following the thread of this episode. Than yeah, no, no, I don't think it's your fault. Maybe, I mean, maybe you were tired. But I, but I also think, to be honest with you, and bad editing can do that. I think the episode made you tired. I'm not even being well, funny. I legit fell asleep. Yeah, like I was no. watching it and I zoned out and I had no. that thing where you think that you're like daydreaming and then I woke up and I was like, oh shit. No, no. I, I think that's the, totally the fault of the editors. It was a very, very, it was one of the worst, most poorly edited. It was one of the most poorly ep- episodes of television I've ever seen. It was just so poorly yeah. ed- edited. So, okay, Lori, any other final thoughts on the episode? Nope. All right. Well, let's call it a day uh, there, Lori Roggenkamp. Um, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. Uh, be sure to join us next week 
we continue to just not understand what this show is. Uh, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself. Bye. How do you still not know it's Sashay Away? Oh, it's Sashay Away? It's always been. Um, music. I love you. Bye.